Hey y'all, welcome back to Christian Millennials Chat. It is your host, Miss Allison Spires, and I am excited about today's episode, and I know I say that all the time, but this episode is really special because it's one of the episodes that God really just um, gave me a cool insight, right? When you walk with God, he talks to you and he shares things with you, and then there are things that you read in the Bible that you may have one perspective on, but then the Holy Spirit illuminates it and shows you something completely different. So a lot of people have been asking me, Alice, when are you going to talk about dating? When are you going to talk about love? When are you going to talk about qualifications of dating? I want a dating series, right? It's Christian Millennials Chat and a lot of millennials are getting to a stage in their life where they want to be married. And so I've been saying to God, God, I want to talk about this topic, but I don't want to talk about it in my own flesh. I don't want to talk about it from my own experience, a testimony. And not that that's not great, but what I understand in life is that the power of God's word changes lives. And so when you come from the word of God, um, anything that's built in the word of God lasts. And so when I decided that I wanted to talk about this topic, I said to the Lord, give me something for your people. And (laughs) y'all, he came through as he always does. And so today's episode, or at least right now, the working title is Purpose Before Marriage. I don't know, when it comes to you guys, it may be a little different, Um, depends on what the Lord says, but for now it's Purpose Before Marriage. And so um, we're gonna get into it right after we get our intro. All right, DJ, hit it. You don't have to be rich to achieve your potential. I stand here knowing that my story is part of the larger American story, that I owe a debt to all of those who came before me, and that in no other country on earth is my story even possible. Possible. So as I was preparing for this episode, the Lord had woke me up and given me this word. And I was just like, oh, I'm gonna share it with the people as soon as I get um, to recording. So he said to me, there are so many who neglect my purpose and focus on marriage. I have given every individual an assignment that is above your own desires. I want it fulfilled before I bring along the person who will help you achieve the goals that I have for you both together. And so um, I was just like, wow, God, that's so powerful. And it's something that I think every believer needs to know, especially those who are in their season of singlehood, um, even those who are courting, those who are dating, those who are engaged, or those who are married sometimes, we have to understand that above every single relationship that we have, even friendships, that the focus always has to be the purpose of God over our lives. Because before we were called together, we had a separate purpose that ultimately when it comes together should glorify God. And so if your relationship with me, no matter who you are, doesn't glorify God, I don't want it. And so once we have that mindset of God, anything that I do, anything that I'm in, anything that I possess, if it doesn't glorify you, take it away. We find ourselves in such a beautiful spot because God's light is just then able to illuminate through every relationship and there's peace. Um, And we'll get into peace because I'm already preaching and this isn't a part of my notes. So I want to stick to my notes um, because the Lord gave me some powerful nuggets. And I'm just like, whoa, God, I got to get this to your kids. Um, And so in every area of your life, 
and in your relationship, it must produce good fruit. And that's how you'll know who sent it, right? Because there are so many of us who were saying, oh my gosh, girl, I don't know if this is from God or if it's from the enemy, right? Because it's from either one or two places. And there were so many of us in all things, right? This doesn't just pertain to marriage. It doesn't just pertain to relationships. It can pertain to jobs, church. It can pertain to friendships, a lot of different things, right? Um, we have to know who sent it. We have to know, is it God ordained? Is it even in its right season? Because there were many of us who, um, it may be the right person and it's the wrong season. And if we don't know how to identify what God is sending or what God is doing, we are going to mess it up prematurely. And he's saying in this season, I don't want that for my kids. So I want them to check the fruit, right? Because if it's from God, it must produce good fruit. And so check it. Don't sit there and guess any longer. Don't just, oh, well, you know, um, he's in the stage of changing or she's in the stage of changing. No, currently do they produce good fruit? If they don't, you don't want it. You don't have time to entertain it. You do not have time to play the role of God. Not in this season. And so he's like, child, today, uh, we're going to get them together. We're going to get you together because there are so many of us who are wasting time because we see potential. God didn't call us to date potential. It's not our job. He says so many of us, right? And I'll speak for myself because I remember being in a relationship and saying, oh, well, you know what? Um, right now, he isn't ultimately what I want him to be or what I'm looking for in a future partner, but there's potential. And year after year after year, he was still um, in the same spot. <laughs> I don't know how to say that without being rude and hope I have to be transparent with you all. There are so many relationships that we look at and I look at, you know, people that have dated in the past and they're still in the same spot. Why? Because at the end of the day, we cannot afford to date people who only have potential to be something that God has called them to be. You need to date those who are actively searching for God, loving God, serving God, and aspiring to be all that God has called them to be. If that's not their journey, then you don't want them. And so the Lord had said to me, are you planted in God? And do, has that person developed roots? Right. So let that be the context that's in the back of your head for this whole conversation. Are you planted in God and have you developed any roots? Are you in your word? Are you praying? What is your relationship in God like? I'm not even talking about the person right now. I'm talking about you. Are you reading? Are you understanding the word of God? Are you getting up in the morning and praying? Are you taking time to read your devotionals? Are you worshiping God? Are you in his face? Because there are so many of us who want a relationship and to be in somebody else's face more than the presence of God and it doesn't make sense to me. Because when you get into the presence of God, there's something that happens and there's a change that happens and he makes you into the person that you need to be in order to love you. But then he also makes you into the person that somebody else can love. And so if you're not spending time with God and you're not planted in him and you're not rooted or grounded, guess what? Anybody that comes to you, and as my mother used to say, any joker that comes to you, you're impressed because you don't know who you are and you're not rooted in God. 
But when you get rooted in God and the Holy Spirit's in front of, inside of you, there can be somebody in front of you and you say, uh-uh, you're not the will of God for my life. You could look at somebody who's in church and realize they're not in God and say, uh-uh, I'm not even gonna waste my time with you because I am deeply rooted in God and you're gonna take me out of my position with my father. And so because you're gonna take me out of my position with my father, I don't wanna entertain you. And so we have to focus and say, have we allowed God to develop us? And not this self-righteous um, or this whole religion thing or okay, cause you go to church every week, um, you're good. No, do you have relationship? What does your relationship look like? If God is to look at your life right now, would he say, I'm well pleased with you? If you cannot have God verify your life spiritually, you don't even need to think about dating, right? So if you're currently listening to this podcast and you're thinking about dating, but you don't know you, stop trying to date because you are going to damage others and you are going to damage yourself. And that is not the will of God for your life. If you haven't gotten over those daddy issues or those mommy issues or traumatic things that happened in your childhood, it's not time for you to date. It's time for you to get into the presence of God and be healed. Let me tell you something about the Lord. He does not want his children to be walking around half healed. He wants us to be whole. And the only way we get whole is if we are seeking him and he's able to restore us and he's able to speak into us and he's able to tell us who we are in him. But if you don't get your instructions from the one who created you, you're not living to the best capability of um, your life. And I hope that made sense, but y'all know what I mean. You're, you're not living to the standards of God because you're living below them because you're not seeking him, searching him and allowing him to purify you. And so the Lord gave me a few scriptures and I'm going to talk about them with you all. We're going to have this conversation. Um, he gave me Matthew 13, 26, and this was cool, right? Because the night before the morning of the Lord speaking to me, he gave me this dream and y'all, um, I'm not necessarily like there are times where I dream, but I'm not really a dreamer. And it's been something I've been praying to God, like, give me back my dreams. Cause I used to have them. And we'll talk about that in another like episode. Um, but the Lord had given me this dream and it was so cool. <laughs> it was this dream of me at this, like, I don't even know it was water. And it was water like I had never seen. And it was this beautiful tree. And I was just sitting near the tree. And it was just peace, right? And so the Lord had said to me, he was like, this is an example of what relationships are. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And then he gave me these scriptures once I woke up in the word that he had given that I shared with you earlier. And it made sense to me in the dream, all the things that had happened in the dream. I was able to discern what it meant and what God was requiring from me. Um, and I'm not going to get into it too much because one day I'll share the story, hopefully, um, of exactly what happened in the dream. And it was so amazing. But Today, we, we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> so Matthew 13, 26, it said, when the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I like that, God. And I'm going to read it one more time so you guys get it. 
when the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. And I was like, God, let me look up what weeds mean because I want to, I want the people to understand this context. So when I looked up the word weeds, and that's one of the things that I do during Bible study is that I don't only take the word for what it is, but I'll also look at it and go into the dictionary and um, find things to make sure that I know the meaning as well as, not that I didn't know what weeds are, but sometimes I want to make sure I have a clear um, definition of things as well as the Jewish or Hebrew because we know um, that it's important to have the full context of the word of God. So I looked up the word weeds. And it said a plant that is not valued where it is growing and usually it is vigorous growth, especially one that tends to overgrow or choke out more desirable plants. And so the Lord had said to me, there are so many people in this season where you're the crop and you're beginning to grow. You're beginning to learn who you are. You're beginning to produce things in the earth that God has spoken over your life for years. He said, but in this season, you can't get distracted by the weeds that are growing at the same time. So there are so many of us who are like, Alice, I'm in a spot where I'm ready to date. I'm ready to get what God has for me. I'm ready to run my race with my partner. I'm ready to love the man or woman of God that he is sending. I am ready because I'm, I've grown, but I'm also producing, right? And those are some qualifications in order to be ready is to grow and produce. But now there are weeds. And what are the weeds? The weeds are old situations that are coming back that are trying to grow with you. The weeds are those old exes who are coming back to that see the manifestation of your growth and your produce. And they're trying to see if they can slip back in. And God is saying, be wise in this season. Understand because they will choke out more desirable plants. They will choke out the growth and pro, um, produce that you have um, received in this season if you're not wise. You got to understand it's at a plant that is not valued where it is growing. Some of these people don't have value to add to your life. They are not going to help you produce more growth. And so God is saying you got to get rid of these folks. You can't stand around them, stand in the same areas of them. You cannot be in the same locations as them. You can't go to the old places that you used to go to. Why? Because there's growth and you're producing in this season. And so that's why it gets uncomfortable when you're around people you used to be around because God is like, that season of your life is over. And he's saying, if you go back, it's going to choke out the purpose and all that God has put inside of you. Right. And let me tell you this. I can tell you from experience and I told y'all I'm always transparent. I love to share my story. I don't mind anything that I've gone through. God has allowed me to grow through it and share it and be transparent so that my brothers nor my sisters don't go through it because I refuse. I told the Lord anything I go through, I want to make sure that I help others so they never experience those things. And let me tell you something. Those exes will come back. I am a living witness. When you grow and you become the woman or man of God that he has um, been speaking over you and developing you and, and doing all this process, processing you. That's the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When the Lord has processed you, you are going to have people who are going to come back because they see the growth and they want to be a part of it. And God says you cannot afford to fall for the traps and the lies of the enemy. I don't care how much he says you look cute. 
I don't care how much he's putting hearts in the DMs. I don't care how much she's on your um, Instagram, your Twitter. I don't care if she's sliding in your DMs. You're not Yogati. It's not going down in the DMs. Like, you don't have time for that in this season. You don't have time to be entertaining. Oh, well, they just want to meet up for ice cream. No. Go take yourself out for ice cream. Take yourself out on a date. Somebody's son taking you out on a date should not impress you. I don't care. Why? Because my father in my broken season spoke to me and told me who I am. And I do not have to settle. I do not have to um, allow the weeds to distract me. Absolutely not. Guess what my father said he'll do? If I allow him to, he'll pluck those things up. And so they may grow at the same time, but if I trust in God, he will expose what they are and remove them. But he can only do that if you give him access to do it. And so the thing is, is that you can't be fooled. You've got to know that there are going to be some things that come. And my friends, we always love to call them the counterfeits. There are going to be people who come who are counterfeits. And let me tell you something. I was sharing this the other day. And the Lord has allowed me to share it in this season. I'll never forget. Um, I was praying, and this was years ago. It was right before I met my ex. And I'll never forget. It was a Sunday. I was praying. Let me tell you something. Church service was really, really good, y'all. It was so good. And I had prayed to the Lord. And I mean, I had prayed. And I was like, God, send me my husband. And honestly, with the age that I was at that time, I don't even know why that was my prayer. But that's that's a whole other conversation. Um, because I was not ready for what the Lord would release um, at that season of my life. So I don't know why I asked for it, but I asked for it. And let me tell you something. A lot of people don't understand this, that when you pray, God is not the only one that can hear you. The enemy hears you too. And so I had prayed to the Lord for my husband and I'll never forget. I had never seen so fun fact about my ex. Um, we had went to the same church for years and I had never seen him. And we didn't go to a huge church. It was just the weirdest thing. Um, but I had never seen him. Um, and that Sunday, you know, we had a conversation. And it's funny because if you know me in real life, you know I'm not easily impressed. I don't care. Um, somebody's son is not impressive because I've had my father in my life. And so I know who I am. Um, and I love me. And the Lord has just been really, really good to me. Put it that way. And so um, he's always allowed me to know who, like, if that's another conversation for another day, but just know that the grace of God and God is faithful and he is good. Um, and so he had come up to me and we had a conversation and, you know, obviously I ended up dating him because he was my ex, but I didn't realize that in that season that the prayer I had just prayed, my behind was thinking, oh, that's God. He just answered my prayer right then and there. No, somebody should have told me. And I tell my parents this all the time. Y'all should have told me that there was something called the counterfeit. Because I had no clue. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, God didn't answer my prayer. And it was real quick. And years later, the Lord um, shared with me and he gave somebody um, the ability to give me that revelation of the counterfeit. And I was like, wow, my God, I wish I would have known that. And so I tell young women all the time now when I speak to them, understand that when you pray for something, God is also going to send the counterfeit. And, and let me say that a little bit better. And I, because I want to clarify, it's the enemy who will send the counterfeit, but God is trying to release the promise. And so many times because we're distracted and we don't use discernment, 
and pray, we will entertain with enemy ascent. And something that one of my favorite pastors said one time was that we don't ask for permission to pursue. And because I was disobedient and not asking God, is this the answer to my prayer? I almost messed up my future. And so we got to we got to do our job in this season and really ask the Lord, is this from you in every aspect of our life? The counterfeit, um, if you are not wise, can almost ruin the promise because that's the enemy's job he comes to kill steal and destroy and so that's what he tried to do with me with the counterfeit but glory and thanks be to god who causes us to triumph it did not happen it did not um every work of the enemy had to be defeated because our god is faithful but i wanted y'all to know don't get stuck don't be bamboozled do not be tripped by the enemy because he sends gifts too and they're not always good. And so not everything that appears is sent from God. You got to know who's sending it. And so the Lord has said um, to me, Luke 13, 9, and it says, if it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. And now this was the conversation I wanted to have with those who had been contemplating because you've been dealing with people for years, right? Because we're going to have a conversation about this talking phase. There are so many of us who are in this season where we have this talking phase and God is like, mm -mm, no, if it don't bear fruit next year, if it did not bear fruit, my God, it could tell my soul. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If it did not bear fruit in the year 2020, if that relationship did not pro progress in the year 2020, if you are still feeling confused, if you are still feeling heartbroken, if you do not understand where you stand in that relationship, the Lord says, if it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. And so what the Holy Spirit is saying is that in this season of your life, you gave it a chance. But if it did not do what it was supposed to do, which was if it is fruit and it's um, good fruit, it's going to produce. If it did not produce anything in this last season, God says this next season, you got to cut it off. And why do you have to cut it off? Because you can't afford to be in something that isn't going to produce anything because God has greater for you. And so the Lord has said, let go of any relationship that isn't bringing fruit. And I don't care what that is. It doesn't just have to be with a man or a woman. It could be a job. It could be a friendship. It could be a business. It could be whatever the Lord is saying to you in this moment. Let it go if it's not producing anymore. And so I was like, God, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. He said, no, it's not tough if you trust me. If not trust, if it's not tough if you trust me because you understand anything you release to me, I'm able to give you greater. And so if you were thinking this is the greatest you'll ever have, God says the devil is a liar. And God says that what I have for you, you can't even comprehend. You can't even envision it. It is so great. He said, but you gotta trust me in this season to release it. And so lastly, he had given me James 5 and... And so it says, be patient then brothers and sisters until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. 
you too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. And so I was like, whoo, God, that's a good one. I was like, okay, this is really, really good. And he said, I'm just telling my kids to be patient. He said, in this season, understand, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield his valuable crops. Hold on, what does that mean? That because you are an amazing product, amazing work of art, an amazing masterpiece, you take longer to come up in the field. It doesn't just pop up. It's valuable, so it takes longer. And there are some of us who God is saying the reason that it's been taking longer for your purpose partner to find you is because you're valuable and I had to develop you and you, were un you weren't ripe enough yet to be plucked. And there's so many of us who are trying to rush this process and God says, listen here, you were in the autumn season, but if you do the work and you allow me to put rain on you, if you allow me to put soil on you, if you allow me to do all the things I need to do in order to develop you for the picking season, I'll do it. But you got to be patient and you've got to stand firm. You have got to stand firm in this season. My God, hallelujah. You have to stand firm in the belief that you understand that if God said it, then it settles it. I don't have to worry. I don't have to question. I don't have to settle. I do not have to just go on dates to go on dates. I don't have to be in people's faces just to be in their face. I don't have to settle. And I'm saying that to y'all because there's so many of us who are in this season of waiting and God is saying that do not allow the enemy to get you discouraged to the point that you give up because he says that season, that season is getting ready to turn. But you got to trust in the Lord. You got to trust in the God that you serve because he does all things well. And y'all know that's my favorite saying, but it's true. He does all things well. And so he said, be patient and allow God to produce you in this season and allow him to expose you to the right person in this season. What do I mean? We're going to have a conversation about it in the next couple of weeks if God allows me to. But we're going to look at Ruth and understand what it means to be exposed by God. But you can't be exposed by God if you don't allow him to tell you where to go and orchestrate your moves. And so the Lord said um, there were some things that qualify somebody to be in your life. And um, we're going to get into it. And so he said the first thing that qualifies him or her is that person in the presence of God. And we talked about that earlier and I told you it was the foundation of this conversation. If somebody isn't in the presence of God, you don't want them in your own presence. Why? Because they don't understand who they are. And so the Lord said, is he rooted in God? Is she rooted in God? You gotta ask that question and you gotta be honest in this season. If you want the will of God over your life, you can't compromise and you can't continue to lie to yourself so that you get what you want because it's not what you need. Does that person love God? And so the Lord said to me, um, Mark 12, 30, and he gave me this revelation and it said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. 
And so in this season, if that person doesn't love God first, understand this, they'll never know how to love you. There are so many of us who were like, well, that person was in Christ and they cheated on me. If he loved God, he wouldn't be able to do that. Why? Because when you are in God, you understand I can't even hurt that person because they're God's child. And so in this season, if you want to experience real love, you must find somebody who loves God and loves his presence. Because when that person loves with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their mind, all of their strength, there are certain things they just aren't going to do. There are certain messages they're just not going to entertain. There are certain jobs they're just not going to take. Why? Because they're considerate of your heart. Why? Because they love God. But then secondly, they love themselves and because they love themselves enough, they're not going to put themselves in just any type of situation. And so guess what? That means they're going to love you, their neighbor. And so the reason that we have been in such a, a whirlwind when it comes to relationships is because we're not doing it the kingdom way. We are not allowing God to be the master orchestrator of the song and of the show. We have just allowed ourselves to do it. And God is like, you can't even compose your own life. How are you going to compose the love story that I'm trying to give you? There's just no way. But we don't understand this because we are constantly trying to play God. And so the Lord said, is that person working in the assignment that I've given them? Do they know their purpose? Have they discovered who they are? Because if they don't know who they are, they don't know who God is. Let me tell you something. I hear you, Holy Spirit. If they are not a believer, we don't even need to have the conversation. What conversation do you have with an unbeliever? Why are you thinking as a Christian that it's okay to entertain somebody of another faith? Why do you think that it's okay for you to entertain an atheist? Huh? Let me tell y'all, I tell y'all this on, on a lot of podcasts and I've said this in a lot of conferences if you've heard me speak, but I tell people there is no way at all and as Nigerians would say, if my parents born me well, it's just something they say. If my parents raised me well, is what my black side says, there's no way that I will be getting dressed on a Sunday morning and my kids are looking at me and saying, I don't want to go to church because daddy doesn't go to church. It's not that important. There's no way that if I get into a disagreement with my husband, that he's looking at me and wants to argue instead of going into the word of God or praying. When you put yourself in a circumstance where the person does not believe the same things that you believe, you are opening up yourself to be on the enemy's turf. And when you're on the enemy's turf, guess what? You are able to be opened up to whatever game he wants. And guess what? If you just stay in, the al in alignment with the will of God, you don't even have to have that headache. But there are so many of us, oh, well, he's cute or she's cute. She's fine. She got a body. He got a body. Okay. But does he know God? Does he know how to pray? Right? I tell my friends all the time, the most attractive thing to me is a man who loves God and can speak in tongues. Listen, that just gets your girl. But that's not the point of this podcast. Um, but no, does how does that person love God? Can y'all sit and have a conversation about God and it not be corny? 
I don't even know if people say that word anymore, but whatever. Can you really sit and have a conversation about what y'all read in the, the word of God? Does he even want to read the word of God? Does he even own a Bible? Does he even know where to find Philippians? Does he know that Job is not Job? Like these are questions that you need to know. Are you doing your due diligence, bro? Oh, well, you know, her father's a pastor. So what? I tell y'all all the time, if you know my story, the person that I dated, both his parents were in ministry. That doesn't mean anything. I don't care if somebody says, oh, I know John three sixteen, but do you live it? Not only do you know the word of God, but do you live the word of God? Does God give you conviction? Do you know who the Holy Spirit is? Because when you know who the Holy Spirit is, there's certain things that you can't even do to me. Why? Because he is going to convict you before you put yourself in compromising situations. But everybody want to cry about stuff. You can't cry about anything you put yourself into. And I'm being this tough because there was a moment in my life that I had to get this tough and real with myself. And honestly, I wish in that season that I had been around some friends who knew the Lord and loved the Lord to have this conversation with me. But I'm telling you because I've lived life and one day, I guess I'll share on this podcast what my relationship looked like. Him and I are cordial enough for me to share stuff. Um, but it wasn't always pretty. I've been through some stuff. And I refuse to watch my brother or my sister go through that stuff because let me tell you something, where the enemy trips young people up is in relationships because if he can steal three years, five years, 10 years of your life, he knows if he could keep you in a bad relationship, a bad cycle. And let me tell you something, sometimes it's not with just one person. Sometimes it's the same spirit, just different faces. And I have come today to have this conversation because God says enough is a enough. You can't keep going in cycles. You can't just keep affording to be in relationships just because you're trying to find the right person. Hold on. You don't know how to check with God. Let me tell you something. People don't even get a date with me if I don't get permission from God. And some people might be like, oh, you're being extra. You're being real spiritual. Guess what? I don't have time to go back to 2016, 2017, trying to heal from things that broke me because I didn't seek God for permission to be in relationships. I've done that before and I can't afford to do it again. Why? Because I understand that my time is valuable. And when I understand and I understood who I was in Christ, I understand that you don't get access to me just any way, anyhow. You got to come through God. If you don't come through God, I don't want any parts of you. Why? Because guess what? I'm going to be in some foolishness and your girl been there, done that. So guess what? When that, when the enemy sends that same spirit, that same type of, um, I hate to use this word, but energy, when he sends this type of, um, put it this way, when the enemy sends a counterfeit. I can smell it from a thousand feet away now. Why? Because I've been there, done that. And I want you guys to get to that point where you say, been there, done that, won't do it again. I have the t-shirt. And so we're going to get ready to wrap it up. And I'm not like your pastors that be saying they're going to wrap it up 10 times and never do. Uh, I'm going to really wrap it up. 
But I wanted to encourage you all because the last verse that he gave me came from James 5, verse 13. And it says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Um, and so going down a little bit further, verse 15, it says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so what I wanted you to know in this season is pray, sing songs of praise, and have some elders around you who can pray over you and anoint you because God is getting ready and I hear you, Holy Spirit. It's going to come quicker than you know it. It's going to come quicker by the end of this year. I hear you, Holy Spirit. He says by the end of this year, you are going to have a different song to sing. But you got to understand the season that you're in. You must allow God to be God. You must allow him to write this out. And let me tell you something about God. What he writes out is going to be so beautiful. I'm excited. Like, I need y'all when you have these weddings. I better get an invite because I'm praying for you all. I am asking the Lord to send your purpose partners. But he's saying in this season, my God, hallelujah, I told y'all. Jesus, I told y'all earlier that the Lord is saying in this season that you have gone through a season of growth and you were producing at the level he has for you. And so you can now receive what he's promised, but you can't allow those weeds to rise up and you think that's the purpose of God over your life. You just can't afford to do that. And so I pray that the Lord would give you wisdom in this season. I pray that he would give you discernment in this season. I pray that the Holy Spirit would convict you in this season to yield to his voice. Father God, I ask that your children would be wise, God. I pray that they would stand firm and believe the promise that you spoke, that they would understand God, that you are not a man that you should lie, nor are you the son of man that would repent. And so Father God, I pray for your anointing to follow your children. And I declare that as you send the people, God, who are called to be um, in marriage with them, give them godly marriages, God. But I thank you that before you even gave them the marriage, you gave them purpose. And so I thank you that they faithfully walk in purpose. And because they faithfully walk in purpose and in the alignment with your will, God, you're able to send marriage to them now. And so God, I bless your name. I thank you for what you've done, but I thank you for what you're getting ready to do, God. And I declare that the enemy will not have these children, that he will not have your children, God. I declare that they will raise up generational godly seeds in the name of Jesus. I declare that when the enemy tries to lie to them, God, and say they can't birth out things, God, I thank you that they'll understand that greater is he that is in them that, than them who is in the world, God. So I thank you. That they do not have to trip over what the enemy has sent previously, God. But they can walk victoriously in what you have for them. So, God, do it now in the name of Jesus. And, God, we're going to forever give your name the praise and the glory and the honor because you deserve it, Lord. You alone are worthy. You are alone worthy to be magnified, God. I bless your holy name and I thank you and I love you and I worship you, God. I thank you for this podcast. Continue to bless those who listen. I pray that they found something in this word to encourage them, God. And I pray that they would hold on to your un 
changing hand in this season. So God, I bless your name. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So guys, this was this week's episode. I pray that it blessed you. I pray that you're encouraged. Um, I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>